January 28th. Our Bible reading today in the New Testament will be from the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verse 21, through chapter 19, verse 12. We'll read about forgiveness. Peter wanted a rule to obey, which shows he was not in the spirit of what Jesus taught. See, the parable is not about salvation, but about forgiveness among God's people. We are to forgive others because God has forgiven us. And He's forgiven us at great cost to Himself. It is possible to receive forgiveness, but not truly experience forgiveness in our hearts. Therefore, we have a hard time sharing forgiveness with others. When you have an unforgiving spirit, you put yourself in prison spiritually and emotionally. You pay dearly for the luxury of carrying a grudge. Is it worth it? And in Matthew chapter 19, let Jesus heal your marriage. Some practices are lawful, but not biblical. So follow the principles given in Scripture. God's original plan was one man or one woman or one lifetime. But he made a concession for Israel and permitted divorce. Divorce is not given as the solution to the problem. It takes a change of heart for two people to make a new beginning. And only Jesus can change hearts. So before you run away, run to God and seek His help. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. January 28th, Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Through chapter 19, verse 12. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, Jesus replied, Seventy times seven. For this reason the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process... One of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay. So the king ordered that he, his wife, his children, and everything he had be sold to pay the debt. But the man fell down before the king and begged him, Oh, sir, be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then the king was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient, and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and jailed until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him what had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison until he had paid every penny. That's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters in your heart. After Jesus had finished saying these things, 
he left Galilee and went southward to the region of Judea and into the area east of the Jordan River. Vast crowds followed him there, and he healed their sick. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for any reason? Haven't you read the scriptures, Jesus replied? They record that from the beginning God made them male and female. And he said, This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one separate them, for God has joined them together. Then why did Moses say a man could merely write an official letter of divorce and send her away? they asked. Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce as a concession to your hard-hearted wickedness, but it was not what God had originally intended. And I tell you this, a man who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery, unless his wife has been unfaithful. Jesus' disciples then said to him, Then it is better not to marry. Not everyone can accept this statement, Jesus said. Only those whom God helps. Some are born as eunuchs. Some have been made that way by others. And some choose not to marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone who can accept this statement. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. Though Psalm 23 is often read at funerals, its message appeals to the days of your life right now. The Savior who died for you also lives for you and cares for you, the way a shepherd cares for the sheep. If you can say, The Lord is my shepherd, you can also say, I shall not want. The shepherd feeds us and leads us. Sheep must have grass and water to live, and the shepherd finds those essential elements for them. God meets the everyday needs of your life as you follow Him, so never worry. If we wander, He seeks us and restores us, as He did with David, Jonah, and Peter. When we need to know which way to go, He shows us the right path, and then goes before us to prepare the way. Even in the places of danger, we need not be afraid. He's with you. At the end of the dark valley, He has a special blessing for you. You drink of the refreshing water of life, and you receive the Spirit's anointing. The shepherd is there to care for every hurt and heal every bruise. One day, you will look back at your life and see that it was only goodness and mercy and that includes the valley experiences. If life is difficult today, just keep following the shepherd. He will never lead you where he cannot care for you. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to His name. Even when I walk through the dark valley of death, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. 
Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You welcome me as a guest, anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Proverbs chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his incredible folly.